host of the podcast again. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So the last time we talked about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they made a quick little stopover in England to meet with the Queen while they made their way to the Invictus Games in the Netherlands. So that was like the first time that Meghan was back in England since they quit being senior royals and moved to California. Yeah, it was like an important visit, I guess, in the terms of the timeline. An important 15-second visit. But she she made it since she was in the neighborhood. Sort was, of. Yeah, it was a stopover. It was like, we'll have some coffee, but don't make lunch. So it was the... Um, Harry's been back a couple of times. But they're now going back next month for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, which is the 70th anniversary of the Queen's monarchy, the, the 70th anniversary of her reign. So it's a big celebration. It's very fancy. It reminds me of the dessert Cherry's Jubilee. I always think of dessert whenever we talk about her 70th anniversary. Well, you think of dessert anyways. If it was it's called true. If it was called the Diamond Party, you'd be like, that reminds me mm, of a um, chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can picture the candles on it right now. Yeah, so the the Queen's Cherry Jubilee is the 70th anniversary next month. Harry and Meghan will be there. So were their so will their kids. And earlier this month, Harry, like he did some interview on the Today Show, and he said he wasn't sure if they were going to make it to the um, Jubilee because of security issues. And we've heard a lot about this. So Harry and Meghan, they're no longer senior working royals so they no longer get police protection which is what senior royals get when they're out and about and harry wants police protection for him and his family whenever he's in the uk and he said he's willing to pay for it so the taxpayers don't have to cover it and he's sued the uk government over it so he said that they may not make it because of security things but i guess they worked it out yeah because they're all showing up yeah, they're, they're, Harry will be there. Megan will be there. They're bringing their two kids, three-year-old Archie and almost one-year-old Lilibet. She has never been to England. She's never met her great-grandmama, the Queen. Um, and she will be celebrating her first birthday um, in her dad's homeland because she turns one on June 4th. And that's Jubilee weekend. Yeah, so it's like a big, huge party. So, so there will be dessert. See, yeah, so, so yeah, say, you're, you're right. There, there will be a lot of dessert. Cherry's Jubilee and first birthday cake, which is usually a good one because there's like the cake that the kid gets to mess around with, but then there's another cake off to the side. Lots and lots of desserts. Well, Harry and Megan are from California now, so it's going to be a gluten-free grass cake. Oh, it's going to be like a radish sprinkled with sea salt. Something like that. Yep. So, um... One of the big events of the Queen's Jubilee is the Trooping of the Color. Yeah. And it's it's like a march, right? Yeah, it oh yeah. I mean it reminds me of the band Trooper, but that's not it's not nearly as cool as that. It's a whole bunch of people get dressed up in military uniforms and then they have a parade. And during the Trooping of the Color, like the royal family stands on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and watches. The Queen has announced that only working royals, only a select group of royals, and most of them are working royals, 
will be on the balcony. That means Harry and Meghan are not. So this is the statement. After careful consideration, the Queen has decided that this year's traditional Trooping of the Color balcony appearance on Thursday, the 2nd of June, will be limited to Her Majesty and those members of the royal family who are currently undertaking official public duties on behalf of the Queen. Yeah, so she says VIP only. Yeah, select elite group. So no Harry, no Meghan, no uh, Lilibet, no Archie, no... And no Prince Andrew, because Prince Andrew is no longer working royal. He got kicked out because he was accused of being a predator. And he settled the lawsuit from Virginia Dufresne, who accused him of sexually abusing her when she was a minor and was a sex trafficking victim of Epstein. So he's not going to be on the balcony, which... That makes great sense. News. Yeah, it's great news for the people who have to clean up afterward because they would have to like fumigate because of his stench. Yeah, so exactly. So that's one less thing for them to do. Well, and also, Michael, it's called the tripping of the color. But if Prince Andrew had been on the balcony, there would be only one color, red, because people would be throwing tomatoes at him. Is that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> so on no, the balcony yeah, with gross. the queen, on the balcony of the queen will be Charles, Camilla, William, Kate, their children, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, Wessex, the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, the Duke of Kent, Princess Alexandra, Princess Anne, did I already say her? No. no. Princess Anne and her husband, Sir Tim Lawrence. Um, and this has caused a little bit of scandal because Tim is not a working royal. No, he's like Princess Anne's second husband. And so he's allowed on the balcony. So some think Harry and Meghan should be allowed to. I mean, what do you think? If you were in charge of that VIP guest list for the balcony. I mean, for drama purposes, yes. I would put them on the balcony right next to William and Kate. Because they're supposedly, you know, feuding. And they haven't they haven't all been together since the Oprah interview, since everything. So I would um, put them right next to each other. I like the way you think. Yeah, no divider completely in between. Not even a plant right elbow, or shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. But I also don't think it's really like a... I don't think it's like a snub because it just feels like that's not even Harry and Meghan's brand anymore, right? No, I mean, yeah, I don't No, I don't think it's it's a snub. But yeah, I, I would put them on for dramatic purposes. Now, some people think that Harry and Meghan shouldn't even go because it's going to be all about them. And it's supposed to be about the queen. But like, let's say they were like, we're not going to go. They would get dragged to him back to. Yeah, people because, would call them gross, and they'd be like, you can't even show up for your granny on her special day. There's going to be so much dessert. Apparently, you're too good for desserts. Yeah, she's 96. She hasn't been in that good of health lately. She's skipped out on a lot of events. She's going to do this event, so I felt like they had to show up. Yeah, they're like, we know that you have Netflix money, so you can't act like, oh, we can afford four plane tickets to the UK. Like, no, we know you can. You should go. Yeah, exactly. Or at least send like a hologram. I mean, since they've got Netflix money and they can, you know, use Netflix's uh, special effects department, they should, they could have at least, they could at least do a hologram. I mean, maybe, but Michael, I think that would kill the queen. Imagine being 96 years old and you saw a hologram of your grandson. I wouldn't want to see that if I was 96. 
Does the queen even know what a hologram is? Well, she, on, on the trooping of the color or whatever, she's going to be three sheets to the wind, probably. So she wouldn't even notice. Yeah, <laughs> she would. She's like, hollow who now? <laughs> but if if they were to be on the balcony, it would cause a problem too, because then security would have to line the bottom of the balcony, like below the balcony, yep. with mattresses, because, you know, with Kate and William on the balcony with Harry and Megan, one of those couples would go over. They, the, the other couple would push the other couple over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They would need, like, the mattresses or those big safety nets um, when they do stunts on TV shows. Yeah, that's even more complicated. So, yeah, it would be a complicated mess. So it's probably best that they're not on that balcony. Yeah, and Harry's already paying for security. I don't think he needs to pay for, like, stunt coordination as well. He's paying for it? I'm assuming he's paying for his security. I don't know. If if they're not, that's another thing they're going to get dragged for. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. It's like, if they're not paying for their... Like, they have to pay for their security. Because I feel like the optics of that, if it came out that they didn't pay a dime for any of their security, that would be bad. Right? If I was they a, might not get police security. Maybe they're just going to beef up their own security. Maybe. I was going to say, if I was a taxpayer, and then I realized I am technically a taxpayer of the royal family. So, yeah, I would be mad to know that, like, my five cents of income taxes. Yeah, you need that. to ask for a... Um, Rebate. <laughs> a pre, uh, yeah, or a printout of exactly how it was spent. An itemized uh, receipt. Every yeah, single exactly. to the minute. It, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my it's my right as a, a colony dweller. I don't know what the term for me is. But you know who this is really good news for? Yes, who? Harry Megan going back to, you know, England. Mm-hmm. The body language experts. If oh, you're a body yes. language expert, you're going to be hired by several tabloids, several channels because they're gonna have every body language expert looking at every single movement harry and megan make around the royal family megan will move her eye a little and a body language expert will be like that's her way of calling kate middleton a fucking bitch yeah (laughs) like do you see how do you see the rhythm at which she was breathing statistically that shows that she is very mad at kate and hates her very much (laughs) yeah She's spitting hot breath <laughs> over how she has to be in the same room with that bitch. Or the worst, it's like they're not even on the balcony either. So the body language experts are going to go the extra mile to be like, if they had been on the balcony, we could deduce that Megan's body language would be of this. Like, they, they'll like go, it, I'm, what I'm trying to say is this is their this is their Christmas. This is their Oscars. Yeah, that's where the, someone's, someone's going to employ holograms. They're going to recreate. Yeah. <laughs> a balcony scene if Harry and Meghan were there. They'll recreate it and then they'll have the body language experts yeah. come in. Yeah, it's going to be if, a whole thing. If the confrontation happened between William and Harry, this is how it would go down. If the confrontation happened between William and Meghan, this is how it might happen. Okay, so let's move on to Kim Cattrall. Specifically, Kim Cattrall and Sex in the City. So the year is 2022. Mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall hasn't played Samantha Jones since 2010, and yet we're still talking about it. Yeah, this show premiered in, what, 1999 or something? Uh, the 1800s. It felt so long ago. Yeah. Was, hor- uh, yeah. They were going through Manhattan on horse-drawn carriages. Ba- basically, it was the Gilded Age. Sex yeah. in the City, the <laughs> Gilded Age. So, um, we're still talking about it. So, as you know, Kim is done with playing Samantha Jones. She's done with the Sex in the City universe. 
Her reasons are that because shit became very toxic between her and Sarah Jessica Parker, and because mostly because she didn't like where the character was going and was ready to move on. So Kim is currently in How I Met Your Father and the Queers Folk reboot, and she was part of Variety's Power of Women issue, and so she talked to them about her career, including Sex in the City and not doing the Sex in the City revival and just like that. So Kim says that the and just that and and just like that, which she hasn't seen, but I guess she's heard about because she says it's pretty much like the script for the proposed uh, Sex in the City three movie, which never happened. She says it's kind of the same. Right. She sort of implied very heavily that they just recycled the script from Sex and the City. Yeah, they took things from it and put it into the TV show. And Kim turned down the third movie because they turned Samantha into more of a clown than they did in the second movie. So apparently Samantha's main plot in the third Sex and the City movie, and we've heard this before, was that she got dick pics from Miranda's 14-year-old son, Brady. A kid she has known since he was a baby. Since birth, yeah. A storyline that I think we can all agree none of us wanted to see happen. No, but they did give give us Brady coming all over the place, which, again, Again, nobody asked for that. No, No. I didn't need that. Even diehard Sex and the City fans with, like, their wildest dreams were like, that's not on my dream list. So Kim thought that was heartbreaking and trashy and that she would have much rather Samantha had to deal with real issues and than child porn. So she didn't like the way the character was growing. She didn't feel like the character was evolving. So that's why she didn't do it. So Kim said that when she was done... um, Kim said she was completely done after the second Sex in the City movie because they kind of really turned Samantha horrible in that. Yeah. And she said she was never asked to be in Just Like That, and she's okay with it. So she said it was scary to say goodbye to Samantha, but she played that role for a while, and she wasn't going to be pressured to do it again from fans or anybody else. And she said she will never play Samantha again, and series creator Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica Parker have also made it clear that Samantha won't be back anytime soon. Right, except I feel like their kind of vibe is that it's like, um, like, Kim Cattrall is like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, you can't quit. You're fired. Well, they asked Sarah Jessica Parker, like, if Kim wanted to come back, Mm -hmm. would you be open to that? And she said no. Yeah, but I also think, like, because And Just Like That was renewed for a second season, which, why? But it was. I I do, I don't think, I wouldn't be surprised if she did a cameo. You really? I would. Even after all this, I wouldn't be that surprised if she did a little cameo. For the fans. I mean, okay, Kim Cattrall, (laughs) yeah, for the fans. This is like Bette Midler for the boys, except her version is for the fans. No, I think that she, Kim Cattrall is like an actress, like a capital A actress. And she's like very dramatic and very theatrical. And I think that when she says that sex in the city is like dead to her and and just like that is dead to her. I think she's going a little bit. She's exaggerating a little bit. I think that too. I think like there's always a possibility. But like uh, at the Variety event, Kim 
did reunite with Sex and the City author Candice Bushnell, uh, costume designer Pat Field, and mm-hmm. Darren Starr. None of they were all involved in the first Sex and the City series. They're not involved in it just like that, but they all kind of reunited. So maybe they'll all get together and do a Samantha spinoff, Samantha oh. and the City. Okay, that would be a show I would watch. That would be good, right? Look, it's got to be better than and just like that, Michael. Yeah, Admit a- that a- much. anything. It, it, I mean. <laughs> A Brady, a Brady spinoff would be better. Than I mean, just it could like just that. be Samantha Jones sitting there doing nothing for 30 minutes and it would already be better and just like that. Yeah, it could be her checking her cholesterol levels for half an hour every Sunday night. I'll be there. That that would be Emmy worthy. Yeah. And, you know, but instead of going back to Sex and the City, she needs to focus on giving us a sequel to what we really want, which is Mannequin. Uh, I that, obviously. That's what we, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Listen, HBO has the money to do that kind of shit. So the fact that she's not on the phone with HBO right now being like, listen, I gave you the best years of my life. I gave you such a good show. And this is how you repay me. <laughs> I don't know why she'd threaten them. <laughs> she should. Threats are the only way it's going to happen. So Kim Control start threatening people at HBO. <laughs> but I will say that she should stop talking about this. Because she's, she, and they keep asking her. I know they keep asking her, but anytime someone asks her, they should just, she should just direct them to all the other times she's talked about how she doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. She like pulls up Google and she's like, there are 47 (laughs) page results for this. Pick any one of them. There's your answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm tired. So, and finally, let's end with a little game of sorts. So Ariana Grande, many, 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 many people with working ears have said that Ariana Grande sings as though she's got marbles in her mouth and just had some kind of dental surgery, right? Marbles in her mouth. She mumbles. It's very lyrics are optional. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't even imitate that. Yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch was promoting the second Doctor Strange movie on BBC Radio 1 Breakfast with Greg James. So there's a segment on the show called Unpopular Opinion, where callers call in and give their unpopular opinion about something. So someone called in and said that she can't understand what Ariana Grande is singing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think she called into the wrong segment. She should call into the segment called Popular Opinion, because I'm pretty sure no one can understand what Yeah, wait for ultra common opinions. Call it then. Exactly. So they asked, um, Greg asked Benedict to listen to some Ariana Grande lyrics and figure out what she's trying to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, Benedict didn't want the, what are Ariana's fans called? Arianinators? Yeah, it's some kind of alien. Some shit like that, right? It's something very confusing. So he didn't want them coming after him so he made it clear that he she's very talented right Mm -hmm. (laughs) he did preface it with that so here so here's one lyric that greg played for benedict benedict thinks she's singing about a cat in an elevator so i'll play it okay what what does she say there something about a cat in an elevator She's de- she's definitely saying I recognize the word wiser, and then I also recognize recognize the word I, as in like referring to oneself. 
So I believe she's talking about how she might perhaps be wiser or someone is wiser or maybe she is aspiring to be wiser. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you should be, you're a um, Ariana Whisperer because it's close. So it's, I should be wiser and realize that I've got, realize that she's got what? I don't know. She, oh, she, it's a cliffhanger. That I works. know. No, I know this one. Uh, one less problem. Oh, yes. Okay. You saw the mystery. I know this because it was also like a, it was featuring Iggy Azalea. And for a while, I did listen to this song. Oh, my God. Don't admit that. (laughs) I know. Everybody, we just want to thank you. (laughs) You know my taste. For listening to this podcast. Allison has been canceled. (laughs) Every email that comes in from here on out is like, is Allison okay? (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. So that's what she says. So let me play you a second one. Okay. See see what you hear. So, Bay. Uh, B comes, here's something about poking holes. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, how about this one? Poking through holes? Mm. <laughs> ne- nearly. <laughs> nearly. Nearly. Um, he, okay, so he heard poking through holes. I, li- I didn't even hear poking through. I just heard, holes. You just heard I heard holes. baby cat yawning. Yeah, I, I heard ho- I heard holes or hose, something with a an H O and one syllable. You're close with the H O, so it's okay. I'm in the Olympics. What <laughs> way I'm jumping through hoops? What hoops? I mean, yeah, I, uh... Olympics, Michael. Come on, did you hear the word Olympics in that? No. <laughs> I didn't even, I, I may have heard like, who, who, like, I don't know. I don't know what I fucking heard. How, I how did the sound engineer during that recording not stop and go, Ariana, one of these words is Olympics. We're not getting Olympics at all. Can, can you just try this one more time? We don't have to do the first take. Olympics. That's like a word you hear too. Like, it's like Olympics isn't confused for anything else. And yet. Well, maybe everybody in that room when she's recording it is drunk or high. So to them, it sounds they they completely understand what she's saying. Yeah, they're like, beautiful baby. (laughs) One take. (laughs) So since we're on the subject of unpopular opinions, I now have an unpopular opinion, which is Benedict Cumberbatch can go to hell because (laughs) during that little segment he did, he said that he does not like working with cats because when you actual cats, because when mm-hmm. you work with, because when you work with cats, you're working for them, not with them. Duh. I mean, that's what a cat is. The cat is the boss, in right? charge. Yeah, yeah. He's the first one imprisoned when the cats take over. Especially because he also said that Erin um, Agranda sounds like sounded like she was singing about a cat. And you know the cats take that as a compliment. Oh, I was going to say they take that as a, um, <laughs> as a diss. E- either way, he is fucked. He is so He's fucked. Fine. He's fine. <laughs> okay, so Michael, remember how we were talking before about Dolly Parton? She was nominated by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Committee to be inducted. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. like a couple months ago. Around Valentine's Day, I believe. Um, and Dolly Parton was like, please don't. I don't want to do this. I'm not a rock and roll person. Do not nominate me. Take me off the ballot. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was like, we're not going to do that. You're on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So lo and behold, people voted. And Dolly Parton's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so yes. when when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame told Dolly, like, politely, like, we're not taking you off the ballot. 
respectfully. She said that she would um, she would accept gracefully if she was like ch- chosen for this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so Dolly Parton has decided to accept this gracefully. So she was like talking to Billboard and she said, people usually say Dolly rocks or you rock or you're a rock star. I thought they just meant that I was cool. And I took that as a great compliment. But now I'm going to have to take it literally. So she's actually going to, like, she's accepting it. It's not known if she's going to go to, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony in November. Um, but Dolly's very, again, she accepts things very gracefully. She's, so I would assume that she's probably going to show up for this. Yeah, she's going to show up. And I, I think she also said, like, she thought that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was only for rock and rollers. And then she realize that it's not because you know like Eminem is being inducted this this right. year. Tupac has been inducted. Jay-Z has been inducted. Whitney Houston. So non-rockers have been inducted. It's kind of like the music Hall of Fame now. If you've put on an album Hall of Fame basically. Yeah, I mean they could even be putting in pop music people there and technically it would it would work. You'd accept it. Like if Britney Spears was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I'd accept that. I'd yeah, Madonna has been inducted, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I so, think. Yeah. Yeah. So if Dolly does show up, do you think she's going to dress country or is she going to be a little bit rock and roll? Well, she's always a little rock and roll. I mean, she's covered in tattoos. How rock and roll can you get? That's true. She doesn't expose them, but that would be the most no. rock and roll thing ever if she like showed up and showed yeah, her, all of her tattoos. Her titty tattoos. Oh, that'd be so cool. She's not going to do it because she's like, I know that this will be like, this will overshadow every single inductee from now until the end of time. And she's humble. And Dolly deserves it. You know, she deserves to be inducted into every Hall of Fame since that's the kind of legend she is. But I will say that Kate Bush has been nominated for the Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times, including this year, and has, still hasn't been inducted. She's like the Susan Lucci of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That feels like a major oversight. I think that if Dolly knew this information, she would give she would give her induction to Kate Bush. The pressure's on Dolly. <laughs> I know. I don't want to put that kind and of pressure she, on her. If she's she doesn't nice. do it, she's canceled. <laughs> That'll be the one thing that cancels Dolly Parton. <laughs> She'll be like, well, it had to happen eventually. <laughs> She's not surprised at all. Okay, so, Michael, I know that you like to fly in airplanes. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's the, sorry, that's like the dumbest way that I could describe anyone. But you do. You like you like to fly. You're not like Do I like? Fly. I have. I don't know if I like it. You don't hate it, though, right? No, I don't hate it. Right. Okay, so you like, I would say. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fun when you get the little drink, right? I wouldn't say fun, but yeah, it's fine. Okay, I enjoy the drink. Yeah. Um, so there were people that were on a flight from London to New York on a Virgin Atlantic flight last week. And they had to turn around after less than an hour. And Michael, what would be a reasonable reason for you to hear the captain be like, uh, attention passengers, you've been on this flight for an hour, but we have to turn around and go home. A screaming baby so they can drop that baby off. I'll then, give that one to you, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it would be like, uh, the toilets are full. We have to turn around. I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll accept that. That's fine. So the reason for this flight turning around is because <laughs> it was determined that the pilots did not meet airline regulations, which is not something you ever want to hear when you're a million miles up in the sky. I think that's how high 
plane's fine, I'm assuming. So Virgin Atlantic and, like, um, basically, like, the news got into it and, like, did, did some research and they're like, here's what was up. So both the pilots were licensed to fly, but the captain of the plane didn't have trainer status. So the two pilots were, I guess, like, trainees. I'm picturing them literally in polo shirts with little name badges that said trainee or like it's my first day. So Virgin said that it was a rostering error, that they didn't do it on purpose, that it was just completely by accident that, you know, these two pilots, their names showed up saying you're going to be flying from London to New York. And uh, after going back to Heathrow Airport and like dropping the pilots off and getting some, you know, uh, getting like a pilot that had trainer status or whatever um they finally made it back to new york except they were all a little less than three hours later than they were scheduled to arrive that's not too bad that's not the worst i mean have you ever sat on the tarmac for three hours i've sat for eight hours michael what oh my god did you okay how in florida i believe it was florida yeah michael in Florida, too? That's hot. They don't turn the air conditioning on when you're sitting there. No, it was... And my dog was with me. But yeah, it was... I survived. I don't know how you did. I don't know how you didn't... I don't know how you did So yeah, three hours is... I mean, it sucks, but it's not that bad. And so the, the so they turned around because he didn't have his credentials. Yeah. Yeah. See, if it was a Spirit Airline, they'd be like, you don't have credentials? Oh, neither do any of our other pilots either. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, the, your co-pilot is Barbie, a Barbie pilot, like a little <laughs> yeah. Barbie doll. Yeah, and I'm just joking. Ty- I fly Spirit Airlines. So I don't want <laughs> Poor Spirit Airlines. <laughs> like, they, they go to like Flight Time Barbie and Flight Time Ken and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, but we've been, you've been figured out. We can't let you fly planes anymore. <laughs> um, okay. So, Michael, have you ever put orange juice in cereal before? No. Okay, neither have I. But here's what I learned about this next story. Like 15 million people have admitted to putting orange juice in their cereal. Okay, those all those 15 people are serial killers in the making. Because that's, that's some crazy nasty shit. <laughs> that's really gross, right? But yeah. apparently... Okay, so though out of those 15 million, though, that's not people that do it all the time. Like, they don't do it regularly. <laughs> it includes people that have just done it, like, once to try it. Again, tr- doing it once... No. Yeah, that that's a waste. To me, that would be a waste of juice and cereal. Because juice is good and cereal is delicious. Yeah, together, no. Ma- no, that's not a match made in heaven. But Tropicana orange juice thinks that it is. So in order, in honor of National Orange Juice Day, which is on May the 4th, which also happens to be Star Wars Day, so something in the galaxy isn't right there, um, Tropicana released a cereal that they say, like, this is specifically made so that you can eat it with orange juice instead of milk. It's called Tropicana Crunch Honey Almond Cereal. And reviews of it are, wait for it, Michael. Mm-hmm. They say that it's just regular cereal. <laughs> they said that it's like it's an... Ha- it looks just like Cheerios. Yeah, it's like an oat-based crunchy cereal with, like, clusters. Like, honey bunches of oats. Yeah, so Tropicana, though, is... they're trying to pass this off as a cereal you just eat with orange juice and one uh or like some reviews reviewers have said that because this cereal is like honey almond with the orange juice it tastes a little bit like a creamsicle but like if a creamsicle was melted and room temperature and had oats in it and Um, you're on edibles 
Yeah, and you're like, you're, you've reached the bottom of the barrel and you're like, this is the lowest point in my life. Like, then, yes, it might taste like cream soup. It will, it will be delicious. Yeah. yeah. At, one reviewer said that it tastes better with apple juice, which, I mean, how do you get to that point? I mean, just please don't, at, don't admit that. Yeah. The, <laughs> at this point, go find a mirror and look into the mirror yeah. and like tell yourself, like, you've hit rock bottom. What am I doing? Exactly. And then that same reviewer said that um, it tastes better with milk, which, I mean, Duh. the reviewer is Captain Obvious. Yes. <laughs> so you've never put orange juice in cereal. Would you, first of all, I have two questions. Would you eat an orange flavored cereal? There has been, right? No. There's, yeah, there's a cereal. It was called like OJ's or something. Something like that. No. It's it's like a weird, it, I don't yeah, think. Not for me. No. And what's the weirdest thing that you've put in or on cereal? Aside from milk. I'm basic. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to that. So just milk. I haven't done water, anything. Yeah. You know, water, I feel like, is even sadder than orange juice. I'll just rather eat it dry. (laughs) Take it dry. Like dog food, honestly. No lube. Yeah, don't lube it up. Just eat it dry. (laughs) You like a dry meal. (laughs) Okay. So last but not least, Megan McCain wrote a book. And we kind of know this because she released it last year it was an audiobook and it's a memoir this is not her first memoir like she's written one she's written books before so this one's called bad republican and it's like it's about megan mccain being like oh i'm a republican but i'm not like one of those republicans again it's like okay so apparently people downloaded the audiobook that's their choice they have to take that up with the they're gone um but that was back in the fall so recently her publishing house was like i know let's release hard copies of this book and we'll sell the hard copies and it was revealed that her book had only sold 244 copies yeah and i think it po- was released on april like 26th yeah so it was like for the first week that's it sold a whopping 244 yeah and the population of america is more than 244 people yeah, so that's those aren't great numbers for anyone for anyone listening at home. Two forty four is not very good. But Megan like commented on it, and she doesn't care. She thinks it's like stupid that people are even talking about it. Of course, and she said she tried to like explain it. She said the hard copy was just soft released, meaning it was really simply as a collectible for people who had already <laughs> downloaded it. A collectible. I love that. That's what I love. Yeah, collectible. It's, as if you're putting it on a shelf with like your crystal figurines and your royal Daltons yeah, and like right next to your precious moments. Yeah. And your you know, your Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, you're knocking is... those off the shelf. You're like, sorry, you've been replaced by this. Um so she said that it she said she calls them cheap and false headlines about the two hundred and forty four copies. I mean, if you want to see something cheap and false, you need to look at that hair. That's that's there is a lot of cheap and false hair on her head. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't, like, people were saying, oh, you know, this is so embarrassing. Personally, I think it's an achievement that one person besides Meghan McCain bought that book. That's an achievement. But, you know, she bought all those copies herself. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I agree. Like, I think it's it's bold of her to assume that her fans would want to read a book. So even releasing it out there, again, more than one copy sold. Yeah. Congratulations. Before we go, we're going to answer a question that's been asked by several listeners over the past couple of weeks. So the question is, why aren't we covering the Johnny Depp 
an Amber Heard defamation trial. Right. I've also got this a lot from readers of the site. So for a little backstory, Johnny Depp sued his ex-wife Amber Heard for $100 million for accusing him of all kinds of abuse. So she wrote uh, an op-ed piece for the Washington Post where she said she's a victim of domestic abuse. And she never named Johnny, but we all know she was talking about Johnny. So he sued her. She countersued him. And so the tr- the defamation trial is happening right now in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And since cameras are allowed, it's been covered in detail by the media. It's everywhere. It's There's all like, over Twitter. Yeah. It's everywhere. Endless clips. It, it's enough for like a whole season of a TV show. Yeah, I think I even like on TikTok, I like blocked the Johnny Depp tags because I was kept seeing clips over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Johnny denies abusing Amber and says he's the one who was abused by her, and she denies abusing him. And it's a shit show. It's such a mess. Oh my god, it's like a 10 alarm mess. Yeah, and we have covered it um, on the site. Mm. Mika's wrote about it several times. You wrote about Allison. Yep. Um, I've linked to it many times, but we don't post about it every day. And we haven't talked about it at all on here and so there's a few reasons for that so the first reason is that many like a lot of the allegations that have been brought up in court were already covered when they split up and and we covered that like on the site in detail like a lot of the allegations that she made against him and vice versa and also johnny sued the son the British tabloid, for calling him a wife beater. And we covered that in detail as well. That whole trial was in 2020. He lost it. He lost that trial. The court uh, ruled that there was evidence that he is a wife beater. So we we covered in that. So that's the first reason. that a lot of what has been said in court, we've covered already. So the second reason is that a lot of the details are extra ugly. And we like to laugh on this podcast. And we can't laugh at that shit. I know. It's it's really, like, a lot. Yeah. A lot of the, like, daily recaps are kind of like, oh, okay. So this person's testified. And their testimony is... really sad and then the very next day you're like and another person's testified and this testimony is also a huge bummer yeah it's it's ugly and also people's response to these allegations are are intense i've gotten death threats from johnny depp fans if i criticize him just a little yeah i've gotten death threats we've gotten emails like if they don't like a certain angle you know, you'll get mean emails. Yeah, and some like something that I've kind of seen a lot on like social media and like Reddit and stuff like that is people will say, you know, you'll say, okay, well, it's they're they're discussing domestic violence and domestic abuse, and then someone will say, well, it's not a domestic violence trial; it's a defamation trial, and it's like, yeah, it is a defamation trial, but the subject is domestic violence and domestic abuse, so it's not just like. It's not it's not like a defamation trial where it's like, oh, this person called me a piece of shit to this radio station. It's like all the material behind it is very extremely heavy stuff. Yeah, it's just a mess. And people have serious thoughts about it. 
And if you don't agree, they'll fucking send you death threats. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we love mess, but that's too messy for us. So that's the reason why we're not covering it here. And, you know, once the trial is over and they decide if Johnny won or not, we may talk about it here. Yeah. After that, after all is said and done. But a play-by-play, no. A play-by-play is a lot, and it's already being covered in depth on the internet. Everywhere. We're not going to add anything to it. No, I, yeah, we will definitely not add anything to it. So, no. <laughs> so that, so that, that's the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but if you do want to ask us a question, you can email us at dtp at Um. Just not a question about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Cut to what the is, inbox? Who is guilty? Yeah. <laughs> the G, the Gmail inbox is like, listen, we know that you can carry a lot of emails in here, but we're now at we're over limit. I we've. We can't take any more emails. Okay, so we'll be back next week. Bye.